Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Curse breakers and legacy builders. And God has been on a journey throughout the generation and my topic today is called God of Generations. The God of Generations. And, and I'm going to teach in a little bit. It speaks about the God who follows us. He follows us through our ancestors. He followed us through everybody before us. God's been trying to get done what he's trying to get done. And um, even when God starts dealing with you, he's just picking up on something else he had already started. All right, let's get in here. I got a little teach preach here going today. The God of generations, our sermon is curse breakers and legacy builders. Somebody say the curse is gonna be broken. You know, it's a bold person who going to stand up and look at and survey their family, survey their own life, and stand up on their two feet in the spirit, in faith. And whatever it is in their generational line has not been getting to the standard of God. It's something when that person says, the curse is going to be broken right here. I'm telling you, I'm talking to a lot of you who have come through generations where God has been trying to really bring forth his full purpose in families and in people's lives, and he's trying to do it in you as well. But you gotta make sure you stand up and say the curse is broken. Because if you don't, guess what'll happen? The curse will use you. One of the ways that the devil uh, gets his greatest work done is in places where he's familiar. If he's already held back your forefathers in that area, he'll come for you too. If he held back your mother or your father in a certain area, he feels like he already got footprint in that genetic line and he'll come for you too. So that's why if you don't fight hard today, your children will deal with what you don't fight. That's why as parents, you got to fight hard to be everything you got to be. Because there are just certain things you don't want your children to deal with. And if they do deal with it, you want them to have a model of a success that overcame it. In other words, you want to be able to say, I'm a testimony to what you're facing. So even though you're dealing with it, I want you to know you can also overcome it because mommy did, because daddy did. That changes the whole fight when somebody in the genetic line has overcome it. We, and some of us don't have enough testimonies in our genetic line, but God's trying to do something to put testimonies and testaments in our genetic line. God is trying to raise us up to do something great. God is trying to, I've heard stories of people who are their first getting a PhD, the first one going to college, the first one to have a successful marriage, the first one, hallelujah. And sometimes it's tough, Lord help me, I'm supposed to be preaching here when I'm in the spirit of the text. Sometimes it's tough when you plowing new ground that nobody wanted to attack. You know, sometimes people don't want to plant no seeds in certain areas because when they get to the ground, the ground is hard and and no, everybody won't quit fruit. And sometimes we end up with no fruit because we refuse to plow the ground. Listen, that belongs to us. It's our territory. It's our ground. And sometimes we settle for something else that's softer, easier to plow. But guess what? It's not yours. Sometimes you got to say, this is my ground. As hard it is as it is, I'm going to plow it till I strike oil. This is my ground. This is my journey. And as tough as it is, I'm not going to settle for somebody else's journey because it look easy, because it's working for them. This is what God has given me. This is my territory. And I'm going to plow this ground until I get what God has put in it. Tell somebody I'm going to keep on plowing. God is after us to be curse breakers and legacy builders. There's a mindset to that type of person uh, who's going to be a curse breaker and a legacy builder. All right? Curse breaker and legacy builder. Yeah, let's read a little bit. And I think God will help me as much as possible. All right, Lord, help me. Hallelujah. Genesis 26, verse 6. I'm picking up from my previous message. Not last Sunday, because God preached last Sunday. And I'm the Sunday he allowed me to preach, all right? I ended at verse 6. And I'm starting at verse 6. It says, And Isaac dwelt in Gerar. 
Isaac dwelt, he stayed in Gerar. Now, that one verse is powerful. That one verse, verse 6, is powerful. Isaac dwelt in Gerar. It's powerful because in that Gerar, there was a famine. And I'm paralleling the story between Isaac and his father Abraham because many of the same things that Isaac went through, his daddy went through. I begin to tell you the reason that Isaac was successful in this text and in this, his day is because his dad told him the stories. Oh, I've got to tell some of y'all, some of y'all talk about the wrong things too much. You need to tell your children when you fail, but when you got back up. Sometimes you talk as an expert of knowledge, but you ain't telling us how you gained that knowledge. You're telling us where to go, but you're not telling us what you went through and how long you had to go through it to get that knowledge. Abraham didn't cheat Isaac from his journey. He shares with Isaac what he went through, and there are certain things that Abraham could not avoid. It was inevitable. Why? Because Isaac had a brother named Israel. So you can't even avoid teaching from your mistakes. There has to come an authority in your life that your mistakes don't overpower you. And you don't allow your mistakes to crumble you, to overtake you, to make you full of condemnation or guilt. But yet, you teach from your mistakes. You learn, you make people students out of what was a mistake for you. Abraham shares with Isaac even through his mistakes. Because it's unavoidable, it was clear that Abraham made some mistakes because Ishmael was walking around the house. And there are things that sometimes we got to stand up and address and just be honest. Say, be honest about it. You ain't learn all that stuff just by reading. Come on now. You ain't learn all that wisdom just by reading it out of a book. You, you went through some stuff. You, you bumped your head a few times and learned the hard way. Somebody say a little transparency will help. But Isaac dwelt in Gerard because Isaac also is experiencing a famine like his dad experienced a famine when God told him to leave and go to another country. Abraham goes to another country and the first thing he runs into is a famine. So here's Isaac making his journey. It's his time to walk by faith. He's already seen faith. Everybody say the same Isaac. And the same Isaac. He's, I'm going to tell you the same Isaac. He's learning to walk by faith. This is the same Isaac that watched his dad obey God. When he was 13, when Isaac was 13, God told Abraham, take your only begotten son, Isaac, and take him on the mountain and strap him and make him the sacrifice. Now, Isaac is 13 years old and Isaac has to comply with what God is telling his daddy. He said he at this point, he is the token of faith. He has to get down on the altar, be strapped on the altar. Abraham is getting ready to slay his son, Isaac. And Abraham, Isaac watches his dad walk by faith. See, people learn, think about this, I want you to understand, you got to get the mindset of Isaac, why he's going to be bold in a few minutes, why he's going to operate in faith in a few minutes. You got to understand where he comes from. It's the same Isaac that watches his dad raise the knife to kill him. Because God said, slay your son. That same Isaac watches God perform a ram in the bush. Imagine being 13 years old, watching your daddy walk by faith and God prove himself. Imagine what's developing in Isaac as he watches his dad with obedience follow God through crazy things. Imagine what's forming in Isaac that at the moment that Abraham is getting ready to slay him, God said, don't you kill her, boy. I wanted to see who you loved me more. Did you love me more or did you love him more? I want you to know, did you love me more or did you love the blessing more? And then the prophecy comes and God tells Abraham, look over there. There's a ram caught in the thicket by his horns, which is a sign that if you obey God, the blessing can't go nowhere. Y'all ain't hear me. When a ram is caught in the thicket in the bushes by his horns, it means something got a hold of the ram, and no matter what the ram tries to do, it can't get away. It's been designated to feed somebody. It's been designated to bring somebody out. And God said, look over there, Abraham. If you wouldn't have walked by faith, listen to this, you would have never seen what I had reserved for you. If you'd have never walked by faith, you would have never seen what can't get away from you. 
you would have known that while you was climbing up the rough side of the mountain wondering am I going to bring you out wondering if I'm going to make this thing work out for the good you would have never seen that it was already worked out before you got up to the mountain Isaac's faith is formed through a dad who lived the legacy of faith so when they say Isaac dwelt in Gerar I don't want you to think that's easy to do you only do those things by faith because normally when a famine or something break out most people run most people hide go figure out something some people go in the bunker some people right now is reserving food right now hoarding food reserving food and I don't mind having a little pantry amen hallelujah but when three of the bedrooms become a pantry hallelujah tell somebody say trust the Lord now now he's gonna provide in the family I ain't saying nothing fear can get to you so bad that you don't believe that you're gonna make it through anything so you prepare for everything and sometimes if you're not careful you're so busy preparing that you're not living you're not living because you're so busy preparing for everything because you don't think God's gonna take care of you you don't think God's gonna provide and what you become is your own redeemer you become your own messiah you believe you feel like you got to do everything so so your life can succeed now i got to do something but i can't do everything how many got to the place that i can't do everything for me to, to prosper i can't do everything no i can't do everything i got something to do but god does the rest of what i can't do Isaac dwells in Gerar. I begin to teach on the ability to follow instructions. God tells Isaac, stay in Gerar. My first point is simple again, follow instructions. If you're going to be a curse breaker and a legacy builder, you got to start following what God's telling you to do. I begin to talk about, and I'm saying it again, you have all the skill in the world. But if you can't be coached, if you can't be mentored, if you can't be led, you no good to God. You can have all the skill in the world, but if you can't be a team player, you can sing the best on the praise team. I ain't hitting off on nobody. It was just an easy illustration. You know, you know, people think you be hitting off when you get up in the pulpit. You know, you say something like that. You know, hopefully y'all know that I ain't doing that kind of stuff. That's just like a cheap shot. You know what I'm saying? That's a cheap shot. You know, I could get out the pulpit and go talk to somebody if that was the issue. That's a cheap shot. But hey man, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 you can't just think you're the best singer on, on the praise team and they can't get along with nobody and think you're supposed to sing all the solos and all that kind of stuff can you be a team player can you play your role you may have skill but can you be coached can you be tamed or are you like a wild stallion that nobody can ride are you like a wild stallion that God can't use are you so great that God cannot give you direction are, are you so emotional and so full of yourself that you cannot be redirected and aligned to where you need to go the follow the, the basis that Isaac dwelt in Gerar means that Isaac under understands that he can follow instructions he follows instructions verse 7 and the men of that place asked him of his wife and Gerard he asked him of his wife hey who's the young lady with you he said she my sister for he feared to say she is my wife lest say he the men of that place should kill me for Rebecca because she was fair to look upon pretty girl and it came to pass when he had been there a long time that Abimelech king of the Philistines looked out a window we looked out a window and saw and behold Isaac was sporting with Rebekah his wife and Abimelech called Isaac and said behold of a surety she is thy wife no man no and your sister, man, the way you was picking her up, spinning her around, rolling in the grass. No, mm -mm, not, mm, not the way y'all was kidding. Mm -mm. Uh -uh, and I saw something there. That ain't your sister, brother. That's your wife. Why did you say to me, she is my sister? Isaac said to him, because, said to him, lest I die for her. He said, I'm trying to figure out how to get through this situation. I'm saying, man, this, this girl's so pretty, she's going to get me killed. That'll work for Valentine's Day, brothers. That'll, that'll work. That'll work. That'll work, boy. That'll work. Try to help some of y'all. That'll work. He said, man, these girls are pretty. They're going to die. They ain't going to let me live. They're going to see her. And the that said, what is this thou hast done unto us? 
one of the people might have lightly have lying with thy wife and should have have brought guiltiness upon us. And Abimelech charged all his people saying, he that touched this man or his wife shall be put to death. Now watch this. Listen to this. You got to understand if you're going to walk in uh, uh, being divine, a divine place of walking in legacy and a curse breaker, you got to believe in divine protection. Everybody say divine protection. Isaac had to learn divine protection. That there are times in your life you are in treacherous territories. You are in deep places. But you got to believe that if God sent you there, God's going to protect you. You got to believe in divine protection. More so, even though he lied and said it's his sister, once Abimelech sees that this is his wife, he says to everybody, don't you touch him and don't you touch her. Because if y'all touch them, then God's going to curse us divine protection so even though he made a misstep in his faith god came back put put humility and a charge on abimelech and now abimelech has sealed the divine protection <laughs> even in his slightness of hand missing how to walk in faith look how god touched the heart of abimelech and now abimelech said don't you touch them <laughs> tell somebody you can't touch this Said, don't you touch them because if you touch them then God's guilt gonna be upon us you better learn that if you're gonna walk in faith and walk by God's divine presence God will protect you God will keep you that don't mean you ain't gonna go through no storm that ain't mean that you ain't gonna have no challenges but God gonna still protect you that don't mean you won't go through a story like Job but notice even in the story like Job the devil couldn't do what he wanted to do too many people think the devil has authority to do what he wants to do and he doesn't matter of fact if you understand God God even allowed the devil to be a puppet what I'm saying it is that God will put a square around you and tell the devil you can do this you can do that you can do that but you can't do this and I don't care what the devil try to do he can't do what God said he can't do and a matter of fact the reason that some of y'all are in church today because God let the devil drive you in here God let the devil run you in here to your knees don't you don't you get confused the devil still is a crazy bad man but God is over him and God will use him like a puppet yeah it said nothing God will use the devil like a puppet now he the devil he won't always do something the Bible says he's seeking about whom he may destroy and devour he always want to be the devil he's eager so it ain't easy to get him to work he's eager but God knows how to even use the devil as a puppet Y'all don't even understand that when God designed and says, you can't do this to my son or my daughter. I don't care how much the devil will try. He will stumble and fall because God has put divine protection on you. Tell somebody I'm divinely protected. The reason I have to come uh, for, I had to put that in my text because I felt an APB in the spirit this week that I have to come against premature death. That the enemy wants you to get outside of the realm of safety or outside the instructions of God and get you in a place where you're unyielded doing what you want to do and you find yourself potentially in a place of premature death. But God is rebuking premature death. You're going to live out your legacy. You're going to live out your calling you're gonna grow to what God is called to do and you're gonna live until God says it's time tell somebody I rebuke premature death I dare to yell and say I live I feel the Holy Ghost and not die if you're online and in the hospital I dare you to tell the doctors give me two minutes I got to declare something I'm gonna live and not die I've been declaring that all during the pandemic and I'm not trying to be cocky I really want y'all to catch where I am in the spirit I'm serious about the humility of God as much as possible. I gotta say how I'm really feeling. I just know this. I'm gonna make it through this. I know, I know, but I feel in my spirit that I'm gonna tell somebody I'm gonna make it through this. Tell somebody I'm gonna live and not die. I feel that I'm divinely protected. I ain't saying the devil didn't took his shot at me, but at the end of the result, he can't get me. At the end of the result, he can't have me. I'm divinely protected. I've been mocked by God. And yeah, he's working on me. Yeah, he's been chasing me, but he can't get me. I'm divinely protected. My God, tell me I'm divinely protected. Oh, now I'm divinely protected. Hey. 
you tell me that God been waiting on me all these years to get me to this place to allow the devil to kill me you tell me God been preserving me all these years to get to this place that he's about to abandon me you tell me that God spared me at the age of eight years old from a kidnapper who tried to kidnap me and you tell me that I'm 46 and God's about to abandon me now no I'm divinely protected Oh, I'm divinely protected. And you got to rest and tell somebody I'm divinely protected. I'm divinely. Yeah, God sealed this thing. I'm divinely protected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm divinely. God's with me. I'm not just walking through something. I feel the Holy Ghost. Even if I walk through the valleys or the shadows of death, tell somebody that ain't all. Tell them, say, but he with me. Say, things can turn around at any moment. I could be walking through dark times, but somebody's with me can turn on the light in just a moment. Tell somebody I'm divinely protected. Yeah, you got to let the devil know he can't do what he think he's going to do. That's why in the story of Job, I'm encouraged, even though his suffering hurts me. When I, end the, when I look at the end, God gave him double for his trouble. And the de- if the devil had any sense, tell your neighbor, he, ain't, he don't have any. If the devil had any sense, he'll leave you alone. Because what he did is stretched you for the promise. What he did is stretch you for the glory. What he did is, if he had any sense, knowing that God going to bless you in the end, knowing that God going to bring you out in the end, he will leave you alone. But the fact that he keep messing with you, God will give you double. Somebody say double for your trouble. I feel it. God will give you double for your trouble. We ain't in 22 for nothing, but I believe that this is the year of the double. That God's going to look at my pain and add it all up and give it. Just my double on my bro. Say double on my street, double on my avenue, double got my address, double gonna find me this year. I hadn't been going through not to read nothing. Somebody say double. Yeah, double, double. Double, double. Isaac has to find out he's the vinely protected. It's gonna make sense. You gotta hold on to that divine protection because you're gonna need it. In these next few verses, you have to understand that. Listen to this. Verse 12, then Isaac said, Isaac sold, listen to this. Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year, say same year, a hundredfold. Now listen to this. See, when God's on you, when God gets on you, when God gets attracted to you, attracted to you, Multiplication and increase just start coming all over your life. Isaac sold in that land. God told him that land right there. That land, what land? The land that seemed like it was a famine. See, that's why you can't afford to start doing your own way, your own things. That's why you got to acknowledge him in all your ways. Isaac sold in the land that had a famine. So while there's not enough in the land, Isaac is planting seeds. When you plant something, it's a sign. Y'all better watch it here. When you plant something, it's a sign that I'm going to be here tomorrow. When you start planting, when you start planting yourself, when you go buy a house, when you buy a house, what that means, I'm settling right here. Mean I'm going to be here tomorrow. When Isaac plants in that place, he said, I'm going to plant where God's been protecting me. He said, I'm about to sow some seed right here. I ain't going to be moved. I ain't going nowhere. Y'all going to listen to these principles. He said, I'm going to sow this seed and he reaped a hundredfold in the same year. And the Lord blessed him. Isaac begins to teach us that if you want to grow, you got to be a giver. Now, when I talk about being a giver, I want you to expand it beyond just giving offerings and tithes. That's good. That is right. I got to say that. It's good. But we in church, sometimes churches only talk about giving tithes and offerings only. All right. That's important. The house house of God needs the tithes and, and offerings. But that ain't the only form of giving. All right, they ain't the only form of giving, all right? They ain't the only form. But when you learn to be a giver, I told people, people who are not real givers, they don't even want to give a smile. 
You walk past them and say good morning, they be like, I want to smile at them. Because they don't have a giving spirit. They don't have a giving. They don't even want to smile. They want to shake your hand. They don't want to say hello. Because they don't want to give. They're always worried about what they got to sow. But once you get released from the fear to sow, when you get released from the fear to sow, then your life starts to open up. See, people are still afraid to give. See, you, 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 you can't even give a good job, get a good job till you're ready to give. No, you can't. You can't get a good job till you're ready to give. Because when they hire you, what they want to know is what do you come to give? What you bring to the table? See, that's why I've been teaching people about doing interviews. When you go into an interview, you better know what you have. Don't go in an interview talking about what you don't have. You're not in an interview about what you don't have. And if you don't told me five things you don't have, guess what else you don't have? A job! Because you just told me you don't have nothing to give. I have to honor that. I can't hire you. You just told me what you don't have. You know, spend the last 20 minutes making me listen to what you don't have. Tell me who just walked in my office. Tell me what you have. Tell me what you can do better than somebody else. Well, you know, you know, I don't know what I can do better. You better say something. This is an interview about you. This ain't the time to talk about nobody else and who they are. I don't know what. No, tell what I can do better than somebody else. Talk to me. Don't bring everybody else in this, 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 this interview. I want to know, can you give? I'm helping somebody get a good job today. Hallelujah. Remember, hallelujah. I'm helping somebody about to get a good job. Tell, tell you what you give. And don't walk in no interview talking about we did what? We did this and we did. We didn't do nothing. We're not hiring we today. We're hiring you, trying to hire you. What did you do on the job? Well, we did this and this is what we do every day. Every day we come in and we do this. No, we, we're not here today. You are here. You're about to learn to be a giver. And Isaac says, I'm a giver. And you're about to learn how to give your time, your treasure, and your talent. Because people who are givers the blessing comes on you people who are givers the favor comes on you people who are givers when you find people who walk in great blessing of the Lord it's because they are givers and I'm not just talking about money sometimes they're counseling people sometimes they're being a friend to somebody sometimes they're praying for somebody oh we can give if I ain't rich in money I could be rich in mercy if I ain't rich in mercy I can be rich in joy I want to know where you're rich at and what do you have to give. Yeah. See, we have defeated some of us because we hadn't done inventory of what we have to give. And your life is on hold until you learn to find out what you have to give. Your breakthrough is on hold until you learn what you have to give. Isaac gave in that place, sold in that land. Isaac had an understanding on the power of giving. Don't let nobody cheat you out of serving and giving. Hallelujah. One of the gifts my dad gave me and taught me was how to give and how to serve. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I've, I've, I've got the blessing. I got the blessing. I understand how it works now. I have to be calm down now. God has allowed me to be the senior pastor of this church. And I have to understand I'm not the only person that serve here. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, I done found out this thing works. And I ain't gonna sit around and complain about what ain't getting done. I think I'm good, brothers. I'm thinking good. I ain't gonna thank y'all. It was ready to serve. See that? And that's the point I was just about to make. Y'all ready in the spirit. That's the point. See, when you're ready to serve, what I was gonna say is, see, I'm on, I'm on, y'all gotta pray for me. I'm on in competition with a few people in the church. Cause they've been trying to outserve me. Yeah, yeah, y'all gotta pray for me. I'm in competition with a few people in the church. I think they done figured out what serving does to their life. And I'm in competition with some people. It's on. And I just want you to know today, I'm using the pulpit and I'm using my authority as the senior pastor. It's on. The fight is on. You think you're going to outserve me? You got something else coming? I done figured out what serving does to my life. I done figured out what God had would do to my life through serving. And if you think you're going to beat me serving, you better get you some Gatorade and you better make sure you got some vitamins in your system because I done found out what serving would do to me. God bless me I went on jobs with AA degree but talking like I had a master's why because I earned something while I was serving 
I got some wisdom that I didn't go to school for while I was serving. I learned some perspective while I was serving. You can't make me serve. You, you, you're going to have to work hard. I got some people in this church. I'm looking at one of them. He's smiling back at them. They, they be calling me. They be calling me. I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah. Pastor, don't come on down here to Monticello. There's two, two of them. My, two of my deacons over there. Y'all stand up. Could, yeah, could that help me? Stand up, Deacon Allen. Come on and stand up, Deacon Jimmy. I want to give them. They help. Y'all helping me today. Let me salute. Keep standing. Let me salute the men. All the men of this church stand up. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me. I want to salute the men of this church. We got some great men in this church. Thank you, all the men of this church. If you want to be a man of this church, you can stand too. Come on. I salute all the men of this church. We got some great men of this church. Y'all may be seated. But Deacon Jimmy and Deacon Allen, they're always trying to outbeat me serving. They would tell Pastor, Pastor, you went down to Monticello lately? Now I ain't got that yet. Wait till you get down there. Yeah, we done did a little something, something. <laughs> I said, y'all something else. <laughs> y'all done beat me down there too. But I'm telling you, I'm trying to teach you something about the gift of life. You can't get what you want God to do till you learn to share yourself. You better learn to share yourself. You better learn to share your gift. You better learn to share your insight and your perspective. You better find us a place where you plant yourself in. Because when you start planting yourself, where you plant yourself, God will start growing you. And God will start prospering you. And the enemy comes against. See, there's something about the farmer and the planter. Because he knows something. When he don't, y'all going to have to pray for me today. When he don't see anything, he knows something. I said, when he doesn't see anything, he knows something. He know I don't put something in the ground. He ain't worried about what he don't see. Because he knows as soon as that rain comes down. Matter of fact, when the rain, the clouds get happy and the rain come down, he get all excited. What you excited about rain for? Because oh, I know what I put in the ground. See, people who serve. See, that's why I keep telling folks, I, I'm saying this, I know I sound cocky and I'm, not, and I'm really not, but I'm just really convinced by the faith. I would never go hungry. Never. I would never go hungry. Well, pastor, you don't know what, what you may go through. I may go through it. But before I go hungry, God ain't going to let you sleep before you come feed me. Oh, I'm convinced that there's a record in heaven concerning my service. There's a record in heaven concerning what I do. And you got to have that confidence that God will reward them that diligently ask. I ain't playing with y'all. I feel confident that you won't be able to sleep till you get up and fix me a hot meal. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about because I'm cocky and all that. I'm talking about there's a principle at work. It's the principle at work. I put seed in the ground and something's going to grow from the seed. It's a law. I'm convinced. You can't make me feel no other type of way. I'm convinced. Amen. So if you listening to me and you couldn't sleep for the last few days, I ate good, but go ahead and make me a potato pie. Just figure out why you couldn't sleep. Just relieve yourself. Just try to figure it out. All right, let me get out of here. Let me get out of here. Come on, verse 14. Come on, y'all follow me. Verse 13. I got to get through here. And the man watched great. Listen to this. Isaac be sold and begin to grow. Listen. See, people who sow understand what I give don't take away from me. It's a perspective. What I give don't take away from me. He gave, sold, and he waxed, he grew great, went forward and grew until he became very great. So he went from great to very great. That's another dimension. For he had possession of flocks, possession of herds, and great store of servants. Listen to this. And the Philistines envied him. So there is a place in your prosperity that you're going to be hated because you are blessed. There is a place to be hated. See, one of the blessings is, let me tell you another blessing, because sometimes we think blessings are only material. Sometimes the blessings is while chaos is going around, you got peace. And they're looking at you, who you think you are that you so cool, calm, and collected? I'm blessed with peace. I ain't got to have no temper tantrum because everything's falling apart. 
I got an overdose of peace. And I feel like everything going to be, well, well why, are you, why are you so calm about this matter? I just feel like it's going to work out. Matter of fact, I see God's hand in it. And I ain't even worried about it. I see God moving it upon that thing. And I'm telling you, sometimes you're blessed with spiritual things. I got to talk on both sides, right? Because there's a world that's going only after material things. You know what I'm saying? So in the church, we can't only talk about material things. Let me slow down. First of all, I want to say material things belong in the kingdom. Everybody say amen. So I'm not preaching that you need to walk out of here and take no oath of poverty. The devil is a lie. I'm not preaching that. It's not, and, so, and I have to admit, I am a prosperity gospel preacher. I am. I don't know the other way. The Bible just told us if we follow his instructions, what we was going to do. I mean, what other gospel is this? This gospel is a prosperity gospel. What are you talking about? Everything in it tells us if we align ourselves with God, I can quote scriptures for days that tells us what will happen to us that if we seek the Lord. The Bible tells us if we submit our desires to him, he will give us the desires of our hearts. There's nothing about obedience and following God that leads you into a life of broken and being, being in poverty. If you follow God, you're going to end up blessed. So it is a gospel of prosperity. I mean, you can't avoid it. If you keep living right, you're going to be blessed. Come on, you don't live right down here and die and go to hell. You don't live right and please God and die and go to hell. You wreak heaven. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all say amen. All right, so there's a place in your growth that sooner or later, some people will start hating you because of your blessing. And that's an awkward place if your heart is right. Now, when your heart not right, you take joy in people being jealous of you. That's when your heart not right. Because there's no fun when, nobody, when somebody's jealous of you. Because the truth of the matter, sir, if you follow instructions, you can get it too. You ain't got to be upset about where I am. There's no sense with you being jealous of me. Matter of fact, if you put in the work, you can get a little bit of this too. Come on, he's no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. And if you put in the faith to get it, you can have it. You don't need to be jealous of me. Come on. Come on, the whole world is around him passing out stacks, showing pictures with stacks, and showing pounds of money wrapped up. Come on now. The whole world is full of worldly position, worldly possession, and no spiritual possessions. The Philistines envy him. I got to get through here. For all the wells, listen to this, which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines, had stopped them and filled them with the earth. Now, the jealousy was so bad, they envy Isaac and his father so bad that the Philistines poured sand in the wells. It's called sabotage. When the enemy does everything he can to keep you from getting where you need to be, and you see here that the enemy is not just after Abraham, because it mentions Abraham, he's also after Abraham's offsprings. Many of us don't understand, because we're so kind and we're so nice, we don't understand warfare. Many of us don't understand warfare. We're just so kind people, and we just love God, we don't understand warfare. But when you start making progress and you decide that you're going to obey God and get where God wants you to be, there's an enemy that don't want you to make progress. And as cute as you are, as handsome of you as you are, you better be skilled in warfare. If you're going to make it through trials and tribulations and circumstances, you're going to have to learn a little bit more about the spirit realm. You're going to have to grow a little bit more about the enemies who don't want you to prosper. Isaac understand that they are jealous of him. They have stopped up the wells that his father and his father's servants have digged, right? But Isaac understand that the blessing is on him. I got to move. Verse 16, and Abimelech, Abimelech said unto Isaac, listen to this, go from us, for thou art mightier than we. Now, I don't want you to take that as rejection, because sometimes you got to understand it seemed like rejection, but Abimelech was telling the truth. First, Abimelech, Abimelech was protecting Isaac. Then he watched Isaac grow. And it's one thing if Isaac was growing at the same rate as everybody else. But it was obvious that Isaac had tapped into something else. Because Isaac growth outweighed everybody else around him. And Abimelech looked and said, all right, we done protected you. But the grace period is off. You got to get from us. Sometimes you need to view rejection as a sign that the blessing is on you. Sometimes when you're rejected, 
and somebody doesn't invite you, somebody rejects you, if you're not careful, you only take in the victim mentality, which is easy to do because nobody wants to be rejected. But Isaac looks at it totally different. He basically what Isaac says to Abimelech, Abimelech is, you right. <laughs> you're right <laughs> through God's grace I am mightier than you are and look what verse 17 says and Isaac departed thence listen to this I, Isaac is so convinced listen to this that the blessing y'all gonna, have, y'all gonna watch me on this one is on him that whatever he goes God's going too so Isaac is not even interested, you're going to see this thing, I'm going to show you right now. Isaac is not even interested fighting over stuff that people fight over. Because if God don't bless me there, God going to bless me over there. If God don't bless me there, and I told you I got to pray for me, I know this don't sound right, but I always tell folks, if God has a promotion for me, I tell people, you better might as well just go ahead and give it to me. Y'all got to pray for me, this is how I really talk. You might as well go ahead and give it to me. Because if you don't, I'm going to move and God going to bless me over there. Know why? Because the blessing's on me. See, some of us think the blessing is about a place that you're in. You think it's, no, the blessing is on you. God is attracted to you. And wherever you go, God goes with you. So Isaac don't spend time fighting with Abimelech. Some of us spend time fighting with people because they done rejected them. Isaac ain't trying to fit in. You don't see Isaac say, please let me stay. Please, I beg of you a privilege. Why has the grace run out? Y'all like me? No, he don't say none of that. He basically agrees. Deuces. Thank you, bro. You're right. You just confirmed what the Lord's been saying. The Lord's been telling me that I'm great. And I don't heard it again. Thank you, Abimelech. And he don't fight with Abimelech. Some of y'all are spending too much time fighting with people who confirming the word of your life. He ain't fighting a bit with Abimelech. He's saying, you know what? You are right. It is time for me to go. Let me get myself together. Because sometimes you are making yourself small, trying to fit into spaces. You say they rejected me. I'm going to show them I can do it. And they rejected me. I'm going to show them I can make it work. You kept trying. You keep trying. Every time you got to recognize, no, to God's glory, the grace is on me. And they're trying to confirm to me that I'm too big for this. And God's trying to talk to some of y'all and would say, when you going to learn? how big you are when you gonna learn how great you are when you gonna learn and start receiving the prophecy rather than the rejection cause see in our humility we, we just we get offended in our humility you know but it's something in this season you got to walk in your prophecy you got to walk in your prophecy. And that's a confidence. And again, I have to keep saying this so you can balance the place between me and arrogant or not. But you got to have a confidence. This is what God wants me to do. This is what God wants me to be. Isaac says, look, the blessing is on me. I got to finish here. The blessing is on me. He says, Isaac departed. Y'all getting this word? Yeah, let me, let me, I'm going to have to get a few more points. Isaac pitched his tent in the valley of Jerusalem. So now he went into the valley. Listen to this. Now that don't look like no ideal place to go. You know. He's been inconvenienced because somebody hating on him. Haters. Inconvenient. If you're not careful, you'll spend all your days mad over the haters. He said, you know what? He went to the valley of Gerard. He get in the valley of the Gerard. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. And dwelt there. And Isaac did again. The wells of water which had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham and called their names after the names by which his father called them. So Isaac goes into Gerar in the valley and start digging ditches all over again. He says, because my daddy been here before and my daddy understands legacy. My daddy understands faith. And so that means... My daddy knew I was going to be walking this way. I feel the Holy Ghost. My daddy knew I was going to be on this journey. And I believe my daddy done put some blessings somewhere under this ground. 
I believe my daddy knew I was going to be going through this trouble. I believe my daddy knew I was going to be going through this heartache. I believe my daddy knew it, but my daddy has already prepared something for me. So what Isaac starts to do is start digging. Let me come in before I get to the rest of my points. Don't ever lose the power to dig. Don't let don't ever lose the power to dig when everybody else saying, what you do? I'm digging. I know God has called me to do something. I'm digging. I know God has got purpose for me. I'm digging. And Isaac and his servants get to digging. And verse 19 says, and found there a well springing with water. So they move. He moved from one place, get to another place, and boom. He done struck it again. <laughs> See, that's when the real blessing is on you and people can't figure you out yet. They can't figure you out yet because every time you move somewhere, you keep being blessed. And the herdmen of Gerard did strive with Isaac's herdmen. Now they striving against Isaac's herdmen. Saying, the water is ours. See, people claim stuff they ain't dig for. There's some thieves out there now. I said, there's some thieves out there. You ain't careful. You do all the work and they get all the credit. Oh yeah, they showing up at an office near you. I said, they'll show up at an office near you. They ain't did none of the work, but they try to take all the credit. Uh-huh. They ain't did none of the work, but they try to take all the influence from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said, this is ours. We dug this well. This is our well. It belonged to us. And then he called the name of the well a sec because the people strove with him. Contention. So part of your warfare and growing in your legacy, you're going to have to deal with some contention sometime. It's going to happen. Tell somebody it's going to happen. And here it is, verse 21. Okay. Isaac says, listen to this. this. This right here baffles me about when the blessing of the Lord is on you. I'm saying, Isaac is so generous. Y'all got to pray for me today. It's almost Isaac saying, let me give you something because you won't go ever hell no well. Isaac says, had a well. Had a well. Listen, and they dig another well. In your life, there are going to become some challenges of discouragement. But I'm trying to tell you, if you keep on digging, you're going to get to where God wants you to be. They digged another well, and they strove also for that. And he called the name of that Sitna, means strife. Now I'm dealing with strife. And he removed from thence and digged another well. For that they strove not. <laughs> they say, all right. See, part of the enemy's strategy in your life is to get you to give up in your journey. But you need to learn to tell the devil. Y'all got to pray for me today. I feel like y'all see me pulling up my pants. I'm into something today. You got to tell the devil sometime, you're going to quit before me. You're going to throw in the towel before me. You won't have a nervous breakdown before me. That's what you need to learn how to talk. So I talk to the devil just like that. You trying to make me break down? No, you're going to break down before I do. You think you're going to do something to me and make me lose my mind? Devil, you ain't seen no fight. Call all your demons. Yeah, this is how I talk. You got to pray for me. Call all your demons. Get the best ones you got. But you ain't no match for me and my Jesus and the blood. I'll swing this blood on you. I'll put this blood all over your demons and have them hollering around here. See, that's how I talk. And you got to learn. You got to learn to tell the devil, you're going to quit before I do. <laughs> Isaac saying, I'm moving on because the blessing on me. After that, it's like they finally get in the memo. Leave Isaac alone. Just leave him alone. The blessing is on Isaac. Leave him alone. And he called the name of that place Rehoboth. Rehoboth. Rehoboth means a wide place of streets. It means, listen to this, a wide place of streets. He said, this is Rehoboth, meaning wherever I go, God got a way for me to go. Wherever I be, God's going to prosper me, meaning you can't block me in. My blessing is so sure. You can't hold me hostage. I got many ways to maneuver. You mess with me over here, I move over here. You mess with me. It also means that Isaac had multiple streams of income. When the money market not going right, I got a little craft business over here that bring in a few grand a month. You ain't saying nothing. <laughs> he, he, he moves in a place he got multiple streams it means wide streets and many places 
This place called Rehoboth. It means wide place. And then he's in a place called Beersheba. Where is that? Where is that? He's in a place called Beersheba. Yeah, and it means a well of sevenfold oath. It means that everywhere he go, God has promised to be with him. Verse 22 says, and he said, for the Lord hath now made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Verse 24, verse 25, and he went from thence to Beersheba. There it is. And Beersheba, he went from there to Beersheba. It means a well of sevenfold oath. It means I understand that God done made a promise that I cannot lose. Here it is, verse 24 and 25, and I'm done. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, the same night, the Lord gave him a vision. The Lord came to him and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee. This is what the Lord said. I will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Let me tell you something. God is the God of generations. And God has been following the generations to get to you. And now that he's into you, he's trying to remind you what he's called you to do, what he's called you to be. Verse 25, and he built an altar there. Here's my final point that I believe that we got to learn to do. Isaac built an altar there and he called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there and Isaac's servants digged a well. Let me tell you something here, my closing. The last thing Isaac does, he builds an altar to God. The altar to God says that I'm about to move into a permanent place of worship, a permanent place of sacrifice, a permanent place of servitude, because I recognize as long as I'm serving God, hear me clearly, keeping myself aligned with his word, hear me when I'm about to say this, nothing can stop me. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.